following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD, and I am here on a solo mission today to bring you a preview of the AFC North. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to find a co-host who was available to join me today. So you guys, unfortunately, are going to have to hear me pontificate to myself. I apologize about that, but, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to do what you got to do when you're trying to get schedules put together for people. So uh, that being said, the AFC North is always interesting. Uh, there's very blatantly a top three and then a fourth. Uh, I think everybody can agree with that. These games are always fun. Uh, they're always hard hitting. Uh, this this team, this conference to me, sorry, this division to me has always kind of been the, they, they took over for what um, the games that the AFC South used to be. Uh, we used to have those heavy hitting, beat the tar out of each other type uh, type games every time they played, and if you played them the week after, uh, if you played any team from the from the north the the week after they play each other, they might be a step behind just because of how physical these games are, especially between the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers, and then you kind of have the Bengals. Um, so we are going to start with breaking down the kind of team that's been the squad to beat every year for the last couple of years in this um you know in in this division with the Baltimore Ravens uh interesting offseason for them mostly in uh free agency it's it's a, a lengthy list uh the big one was obviously losing Matt Judon to the Patriots um you know that's definitely a big one for for them, uh, especially that defense. They also lost Yannick Ngakwe to, to the Raiders. That could be a, you know, a, a big hit losing those two guys. Uh, obviously Ngakwe has been kind of bouncing around, hasn't been, you know, to form of as, you know, so what we've been used to from him. Uh, they did replace him by bringing over Justin Houston from the Colts. Um, they were able to re-sign both, both Tyus Bowser and Pernell McPhee. And um, they brought over Chris Smith from the Raiders. So there's been some movement on the edge on their defensive side there. Um, they brought over Juwan James, right tackle from the Browns. They brought over Kevin Zietler, the right guard from the Giants. Um, they re-signed Calais Campbell, which is huge. Uh, again, keeping that defense bolstered. They brought over Sammy Watkins from the Chiefs to try to help Lamar out with his with, uh, with their passing game. That was after losing Willie Sneed to the Raiders. Uh, they were able to re-sign Nick Boyle. They brought over Alejandro Villanueva. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I, I if you guys have paying, been paying attention, I butcher names all the time. Uh, that That one's fun to say. Uh, Mark Ingram went to the Texans. I've always liked Mark Ingram, uh, but obviously he is on the older side of the running back 
I don't know what you want to call it, the hill, we'll call it. Yeah, sure, he's over the hill as far as running backs go on age. Um, you know, but here's a dude who had a great run with New Orleans, then kind of got phased out and went over to the Ravens, had a great year, and then kind of got phased out over the last year or so. Um, it'd be an interesting, it'll be interesting to see what he does with the Texans, although that if you've listened to our... Uh, our preview of that division. The Texans are a shit show, so that's not really much to uh, call home about there. Uh, they re-signed Derek Wolf and LJ Fort on their defense. They lost Matt Skura to the Dolphins. RG3 is currently unsigned. Um, they held on to Anthony Levain. They lost Chris Moore. Uh, they brought over Michael Schofield, so there's a lot of offensive line pieces moving and going around. Um, DJ, DJ Fluker and Andre Smith remain unsigned. Again, the, the list I'm looking at doesn't list whether or not they've officially retired or not. They brought over Josh Oliver from the Jags, Des Bryant, Traymond Williams, uh, DeAnthony Thomas, Jordan Richards, DeAndrew White, Jacob Breland, and Johnny Townsend, all currently unsigned. Um, that is not Johnny Townsend from the network sports talk show. If you listen to the, some of the other stuff that we are part of here on the network, um, you know, uh, Orlando Brown went to the Chiefs. Jihad Ward went to the Jags. Uh, Deontay Harris went to the Niners. Antoine Weasley went to the Cards. And then they re-signed guys like Eric Tomlinson, Gus Edwards. Uh, they brought Geno Stone over from the Texans. They re-signed Christian Welch, Khalil Dorsey, Tristan Colon Castillo, Chris Board. Uh, they brought over Greg Mance from the Ravens again another offensive line move for him and Chris Westry a corner from the Cowboys um, if you take a look at that there's a lot of line play there um, you know there's a lot of guys on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball that kind of moved around and the Ravens very blatantly looked like they wanted to address the issue of their offensive line as you saw if you watched the Bills uh, Ravens playoff game our defense kept Lamar in check kept him in the pocket and was able to knock him down a little bit and eventually knocked him out of the game with that little whiplash head injury. Um, you know, there's, you know, they were one of the harder hit teams with the whole COVID-19 thing. Um, you know, again, they got, they, they did get dominated by the bills. Um, that was one of those games that if you watched it, the score was 17 to three, a pick six near the end, put the game away uh, before Lamar got taken out by, you know, it got put into concussion protocol. But it's one of those things that that game never felt like, oh, crap. Uh, even that last drive when the Ravens were driving, it was like the, the pressure was still on them to score. The pressure never felt like it was on Buffalo to stop them. Um, they did have they had all they also had nine picks this year. Um so, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's interesting to see how they addressed this. Uh, obviously, again, they brought over Sammy Watkins. And then with the one of their two first-round picks, they took Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Um, you know, again, obviously trying to bolster the passing attack because that was, if you paid attention, that was one of the things that people kind of said about the Ravens last year was that the reason their passing game struggled so much is because they they had a lack of a true number one wide receiver. Um, if you've heard me talk on the show before, 
you know that I'm not the biggest Lamar fan as a quarterback. I will tell you that Lamar is absolutely the best athlete that steps on the field on almost any field he steps on, if not every field in the NFL. Uh, I just don't think he his skills translate to an effective long-term franchise quarterback. Um, and I think you're going to end up seeing the Ravens saddled with a big contract for a dude who's not performing up to par. But that's just me and my opinion, uh, and I, which I'm allowed to share because it's my show. So with the their second first-round pick, only a few picks later, they went with Adafi Owe, the linebacker from Penn State. Then they went to the third round, took Ben Cleveland, a guard from Georgia, and Brandon Steffens, a cornerback from SMU. Their sole fourth-round pick, they went Tylen Wallace, another wide receiver, this one from Oklahoma State. Obviously, again, trying to up, I mean, reload your defense, build your offensive line, and get as many weapons for Lamar as you can. Uh, then they had three fifth-round picks to round out the rest of the draft, which was um, they took Sean Wade, a corner from Ohio. Sorry, Ohio State. Can't be offending any Ohio State fans out there, despite the fact that, you know, OHI, no. Uh, second fifth-round pick that they had was Dalen Hayes, defensive end from Notre Dame, and then rounding out their rounding out their draft at 148 was Ben Mason, a fullback from Michigan. Um, You know, again, a little, you know, taking a shot at a fullback in the, in the fifth round there. And, you know, maybe another wrinkle to the fold of the running game that has been the Ravens strength for, for years. Um, You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back from, you know, from what happened last year. Uh, You kind of saw a little bit the year before teams, the the Niners kind of held Lamar in check a little bit. The Bills kind of held Lamar in check a little bit, despite one blown coverage to you know long pass from a touchdown. He would have been under 100 yards in the air, and the game would have gone in the Bills' favor that year. And then last year, you know, he didn't have the year uh, close to what he did in 2019. Uh, even you know some people might say he should, you know that Jackson struggled in 2020. And that's where the whole claim of he needs a true one, not number one receiver came from. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes because if you look, uh, in my opinion, our defensive ends last the, the Bills defensive ends last year in the playoff game had two. They each had some of the best games they've had in years, and they don't still show up a ton on the stat sheet. What they did is they kept Lamar in the pocket. They contained him. Um, Jerry Hughes. I don't know how many times you know Jerry's notorious for his seven yards upfield rush and go get the quarterback and he took those three hard steps got the offensive tackle on his heels shoved him back which closed off the peel out and then he was in in the lane that Lamar likes to step up and sneak out of and you saw Lamar kind of panic a little bit and obviously you know he he wasn't able to get it done with his arm from there but uh you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see the bounce back. They did bring in some wide receiver talent, obviously with a first-round draft pick on a receiver, Sammy Watkins, and adding that to uh, Hollywood Brown. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this, how this one plays out. Next up on the list is another team that is uh, another playoff team from this division. And... It, you know, we I said it at the top of the show. There, this is a three-team race. This is a three-horse race right now. Uh, last year, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh all made 
the postseason. Um, you know, this year, I, I think if you saw more from the Bengals, which we'll get the actually, you know what? Well, let's go, let's do the Bengals first, and we'll talk about how. I don't think they did enough to get into this conversation with how good the other three teams are. Uh, they lost AJ Green to the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, a big name, but I don't know if it's a huge loss. Uh, Geno Atkins remains unsigned. They brought over Riley Reef, a left tackle from the Vikings. Um, you know, he's a 90, he was a ninety-two percent snap guy last year, so a little bit of protection for your franchise quarterback to be. They brought over safety Ricardo Allen from the Falcons. Um, they lost Bobby Hart to the Bills, Giovanni Bernard to the Bucks, Sean Williams to the Cardinals, Ross to the Giants, Mackenzie Alexander to the Vikings, B.J. Finney to the Steelers. They brought over Mike Hilton from the Steelers. They re-signed Kevin Huber. They lost William, William Jackson to the, to the football team, Keith and Carter to the Dolphins. They re-signed Brandon Wilson. They lost Randy Bullock to the Lions. Eric Eckerson to the Texans. LaShawn Sims remains unsigned. They lost Josh Bynes to the Panthers. Christian Covington to the Chargers. Re-signed Mike Daniels. Re-signed Clark Harris. They brought over Chidobi Awuzie from the Cowboys. They lost Marcus Hunt to the Cardinals. Brought over Larry Ogunjobi, uh, interior defensive lineman from the Browns, which I always love seeing a good uh, in-division move. And then um, unsigned is Xavier Williams. They brought over Noah Spence from the Saints. They re-signed Sam Hubbard, re-signed Sam Thomas. Ryan Finley is currently unsigned, um, you know, backup quarterback. Who knows? Hopefully you don't need him this year. They did re-sign Brandon Allen. Uh, they lost Alex Redmond, uh, right guard to the Patriots. They brought over Trey Hendrickson, the edge rusher from the Saints, which helps uh, Thaddeus Moss came over from the football team. They lost edge rusher Carl Lawson to the Jets. They re-signed Jalen Davis, brought over Joe Batchy from the Eagles. They re-signed Samjay Perrine, uh, re-signed Tony Brown, brought over Trent Taylor, the wide receiver from the Niners. They re-signed Jordan Evans and Amani Bledsoe. Uh, Javarius Lemon is unsigned, and Tory McTire went to the football team. That's a lot of losses. That's a lot of dudes that went elsewhere. I mean, there was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, like 14, 15, 16 guys that went to other teams from last year. And it's not like you made a big splash bringing anybody back or bringing anybody over. Um, you know, the two biggest names on this list, in my opinion, are A.J. Green and Geno Atkins. One went somewhere else, and the other one's not signed. Uh, could possibly be, again, a guy who is retiring, retired. Who uh, Again, I don't have that stuff in front of me. And then in the draft, you know, people the, the biggest knock here was the fact that you lost Joe Burrow last year to a, a leg injury. And, I mean... He tore his ACL and his MCL. They're not even sure how much. It looks like he'll be back, I think, but they're you know they're worried. I mean, it was like he it was a major injury, um, you know, and you know they had a shot to take other offensive linemen and really protect him, um. You know, they lost both of their 
They, they lost their top two of their top receivers last year with Green and Ross. I, you know, there's just a lot here. You lost weapons on the outside, and you you were looking to bring in people to protect the guy, and they so they brought in Jamar Chase in the fifth, with fifth overall. They went with a wide receiver from LSU. And then in the second round, they went with Jackson Carmen, an offensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, obviously, he had a good career protecting, um, you know, Mr. Trevor Lawrence over there. And then defensive end, uh, Joseph Asai from Texas. Defensive end, Cameron Sample from Tulane. Then defensive tackle, Tyler Shelvin uh, from LSU. Then Deontay Smith, offensive tackle from East Carolina. Evan McPherson, in the fifth round, kicker from Florida, Trey Hill, center from Georgia, Chris Evans in the sixth, uh, running back from Michigan, and Wyatt Hubert, defensive end from Kansas State. So took a couple shots at offensive linemen there in the second and the fourth. You know, I, I don't know with having a – I feel like you can find skill, uh, you know, skill receivers, skill players later in the draft more so than you can elite Offensive lineman, uh, you know, Penny Sewell being there would have been huge for obviously protecting your quarterback. Uh, the interesting side was there was a promotional photograph taken and sent out that you could very blatantly see the surgery scar on Joe Burrow's knee. And that right there should have been enough for you to go. You know what? We're um, we're going to take a look here and, and see what we can do to keep our franchise guy the guy that we think is going to be the dude and and burrow was on a was on a great pace last year despite the team not doing well because they kind of had they, they were kind of like the cowboys light they couldn't they couldn't stop anything they, their defense looks like looked like swiss cheese and joe burrow kept him in football games um you know and then again kind of the same way your quarterback goes down the season falls off the rails and it was over so hopefully the Bengals have found a way between drafting uh Drafting free agency and scheming to plug some of those holes, and hopefully we don't see the end of Mr. Burrow's career. Uh, he definitely had some exciting, uh, you know, an exciting start until he got hurt last year. And uh, you know, it, again, it, you're in a tough division here, so it's it's not the easiest thing to do. Uh, we're gonna go now to the Browns, where we were gonna go last time. Um, the Browns, I think, are the most complete team in this division. Um, and I think they're, they're more complete on both sides of the ball. They were easily one of the scariest defenses in the league. Um, if, if they're not in the top five, I'm going to be shocked, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always tough to tell. Cause I mean, every year the Browns on paper are the Browns. They, they, they look fantastic and then it doesn't quite pan, but, uh, they started off with a move to get, uh, uh, Jadavion Clowney from the Titans. Uh, they lost Sheldon Richardson to the Vikings, which was a big blow. Uh, Oliver Vernon's currently unsigned. They brought over Malik Johnson from the Eagles. Uh, Kevin Johnson is unsigned. They lost Terrence Mitchell, cornerback, to the Texans, which isn't a huge blow. If uh, if you remember, their secondary was kind of their weak spot, which is why <laughs> Kevin Johnson and Terrence Mitchell, one's unsigned, one went somewhere else. Uh, Adrian Claiborne is currently unsigned. Uh they brought over Troy Hill from the Rams. They brought over Takaris McKinley from the Raiders. They lost Carl Joseph to the Raiders. Uh, B.J. Goodson and Andre Sandeo are unsigned. They lost Kendall Lamb to the Titans. They re-signed, or they extended Nick Chubb. They signed Malcolm Smith and JoJo Natson. Uh, they Larry. They lost 
Larry Ogunjobi, like we talked about, to the Bengals. Cody Parkey is unsigned. Rashard Higgins uh, re-signed with the team. Tedrick Thompson, a safety. Again, another secondary guy that's not with the team currently. Um, again, that was their soft spot. He didn't play a ton last year. Uh, Elijah Lee re-signed. Uh, Tawan Taylor is currently unsigned. They brought over John Johnson, the safety from the Rams. Uh, Alexander Hollins is unsigned. They brought over kicker Chase McLaurin from the Jets. Robert Jackson, Drake Dordek, Anthony Fabiano, all unsigned currently. They did bring back Brian Allen, a cornerback. They resigned Kaderil Hodge. Uh, they lost Marvin Hall to the Patriots. Vincent Taylor to the Texans. Uh, brought over Greg Sinat from the Cowboys and Anthony Walker from the Colts. Traven, Trayvon Young and George Abina, both edge rushers, currently unsigned. Neither of them played a single snap last year. Uh, again, and it doesn't say if they were cut or if they were retired or whatever. Um, Tay Davis and Tavari Thomas, a linebacker and a corner, both went to the Texans. They brought over Malcolm Pridgen, the right guard from the Steelers, and re-signed Stephen Carlson, Porter, Gustin, and Jordan Franks. That wraps up their free agency stuff. Um, you know, obviously the Clowney signing is huge. Losing Richardson definitely hurts. Um you know, it, it it's it's tough, man. These these defensive linemen, you know, it, they they seem to be boom or bust uh, a lot of times, especially on paper. Because when you look at some of these guys, you know, uh, comparison to like Star Latulier, you know, at the start of the year, uh, start of the year last year, the Bills kind of saw how much how important he was. When you know, you look at him like, oh, we're overpaying him, we're overpaying him. Are you overpaying a dude who makes your linebackers look good? Hard to tell. Um, I don't know if you replace a Sheldon Richardson all that easy especially when you're talking about uh, an interior guy that played three-quarters of your snaps last year. Granted, he was a little bit older, um, but still, I mean, you know, finding replacing those guys is easier said than done. Uh, from there, the, uh, the most interesting side of this team is Odell Beckham is probably the one of the most enigmatic stars in the game of football. The Browns were looking like just another year for the Browns, and then Odell Beckham got hurt, and all of a sudden, that offense took another step, and it was weird. It almost felt like they weren't trying to force the ball to Odell, and the offense started to click. Uh, that two-headed running back beast might be might be one of the best in the league with Chubb and Hunt. Uh, obviously, they have a great one-two punch in their receivers, but o Odell... It just seems to it just seems to be a thing where when Odell's on the field, the team underperforms, and then when he's not, and there's actually stats that back that up. And I do, I do have some some Browns uh, fans that are friends, and they'll tell you that that's not the case. Um, that you know there are other things at play, but it's hard to ignore when you talk about a guy being on the field and the offense looks one way, and he's off the field and it looks another way. Um. But getting him back and seeing how he plugs into this offense is going to be the most interesting side of the of the season for me with them. Um, taking a look at the draft, they they brought over or they they drafted Craig uh, Greg Newsom, the corner from Northwestern, uh, which again addresses the a little bit of the secondary issue. Uh, their second round pick, they got Jeremiah Owuso Koromora, Koromora, Koromoa. Sorry, linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, again, another defensive move. 
Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver from Auburn, came uh, in the third. They had two fourth-round picks with James Hudson, the offensive tackle from Cincinnati, and Tommy Tagoi, the defensive tackle from Ohio State. Again, looking to fill some of those holes uh, and, and then add depth to one of the best offensive lines in football right now. Uh, Tony Fields, the second linebacker from West Virginia in the fifth, another fifth round pick, Richard LeCount, safety from Georgia and wrapping up in the sixth, Demetric Felton, wide receiver from UCLA. So again, trying to add some depth to your offensive, uh, weaponry on the outside depth to your offensive line, fill some holes on the defensive side. You know, it it looks like a good draft to me. Um, again, this draft is going to be interesting with the hits and the misses, and we've talked about it almost every episode because of the way the season went last year. Uh, I personally have the Browns taking this division. Um, that's I just see them. I, I see that again. I see them being more complete than the rest of the division is. And as long as they stay on pace with what they did last year, I think this is their division this year uh, up, up front and outright. So. Then we're going to wrap up here with the uh, the Steelers, who, I mean, started out hot as hot could be last year, going, I believe, 11 in a row, and then sputtering through the end of it and just putting together one of the worst all-around team performances in a playoff game you've ever seen. Uh, they decided to bring back Big Ben for a one-year deal. Uh, they are talking that this may not be a... Um, this may not be a sole one-year shot, but they may just go year-to-year year with him, depending on what they have behind him. Uh, they brought over Melvin Ingram, the def- or the edge rusher from the Chargers, to replace losing Bud Dupree, uh, who went to the Titans. The They brought over Tri, or Trey Turner uh, from the Chargers, so... They took two big pieces from the Chargers. Uh, Mike or Mar- Maurice Pouncey is currently unsigned. They lost Joe Schobert, or they brought over Joe Schobert, who was a great, great linebacker for the Jaguars. Uh, David DeCastro is currently unsigned. They lost Steven Nelson to the Eagles. Vince Williams is unsigned. Obviously, Villanueva went to the Ravens. They brought over B.J. Finney from the Bengals. Again, a lot of a lot of divisional movement there. Uh, Avery Williamson is unsigned. They lost Matt F- Matt Filer to guess who? The Chargers, Mike Hilton to the Bengals, um, Tyson Alualu, sure, uh, went to the Steelers. Uh, they resigned. I apologize. They brought in Joe Haig from the Bucks, Miles Kilbrew from the Lions, resigned Zach Brenner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mason Rudolph, uh, Jerome Elliott is unsigned. Again, don't know what the deal is on some of these guys. Um. They brought over Chaz Green from the Colts, re-signed Jordan Berry, Cassius Marsh, and Chris Wormley. Brought over Arthur Malute, Malette, sorry, my dyslexia kicked in there, from the Jets. Danny Asadoria went to the Texans. Sean Davis went to the Colts. Jordan Dangerfield is currently unsigned. Re-signed to Trey Edmonds. Uh, brought over Rashad Coward from the Bears. Re-signed Cameron Sutton. Lost James Conner to the Cardinals. Resigned Ray Ray McLeod, good old Ray Ray McLeod sighting on the show. Uh, Gerald Hawkins is unsigned. They brought over Kellen Kalen Ballage from the Chargers. Weird. Uh, resigned Joshua Dobbs. To Gray Scales is unsigned. Marcus Baugh came over from the football team. Resigned Marcus Allen. Lost. <laughs> oh boy, let's give this one a shot. Olasen Konami Adieni 
went to the Titans. Uh, Malcolm Pridgen came over from the Browns. More interdivisional movement. Resigned J.C. Hasener. Uh, Hasener. Hasenauer? Sure. Uh, resigned Robert Spillane. And Jaron Jones is currently unsigned. And that is the Steelers offseason free agency moves. Uh, obviously, the Big Ben, Big Ben, Melvin Ingram, and Bud Dupree uh, are probably the three biggest. Uh, Trey Turner up there, too. Uh, show, I mean, a lot of big moves there. Uh, probably one of the biggest splash off seasons I've seen to date, uh, being the one that reads these off on every episode. Uh, big Ben is you know, looking lean and mean this year. You know, Came in in good shape, doing good stuff, and go from there. See what he can do. Um, you know, We kind of saw early in the season he looked pretty good, and then as the season wore on, his arm kind of looked a little bit less than it did early in the season. Maybe the cold weather got to him. Uh, obviously, the lack of running game didn't help, which uh, and we'll see momentarily. They tried to dress, uh, address directly through the draft. Um, losing Bud Dupree hurts, but bringing in Melvin Ingram, you know, I, but losing a 28-year-old edge rusher and replacing him with a 32-year-old edge rusher. One guy played almost 60% of your snaps. The other guy only played about 35% for the team he came from. I don't know if that's a wash. Uh, you could potentially say that you might think Ingram is better. That's subjective in my opinion, and I I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that stuff all plays out. And then breaking down the draft here, um, obviously losing James Conner, but again, um, yeah, again, I'm just sorry. I'm looking through a lot of the things that the – um, that they did and kind of it, things that they uh, things that went down for them. Uh, so in the draft, obviously, again, addressing the running back issue by taking Najee Harris at 24, the running back from Alabama, um, going with Pat Freermuth from tight end from Penn State, who uh, looked very good in their last preseason game, especially as a red zone target, uh, obviously hauling in two touchdown passes last week. Third round, they took Kendrick Green, a guard from Illinois. Um, number four, in the fourth round, they went Dan Moore, offensive tackle from Texas A&M. Then a little bit later, they went back to Texas A&M to take Buddy Johnson, an inside linebacker from A&M. Uh, round, the fifth, their fifth round pick from Dallas via Philly and Miami. They took Isaiah Loudermilk, defensive tackle from Wisconsin. What a name. I, I love a good name. Um then they went with, in the sixth round, Quincy Roche, linebacker from Miami. Two seventh-round picks were Trey Norwood, corner from Oklahoma, and Presley Harvin III, punter from Georgia Tech. Love a good punter draft, too. Uh, kind of take a look here. Running back, tight end, offensive guard, offensive tackle. Your first four picks. Uh, do you think they wanted to kind of shore up their offense a little bit? Maybe kind of add some depth and see what they could do to make this look a little bit better and... You know, obviously Najee Harris uh, being in Pittsburgh and the weather being iffy at times, you want a guy who can tote the rock a little bit and kind of be be the workhorse. Um, you know, and that that's definitely a thing that you you want to and need to to have if you're going to be successful in that division. Uh, you know, a lot of good running games in that division, and especially when you're trying to to slug it out with. The Browns, who I don't know if that short, uh, short dink and dunk style passing offense would work against them. 
you know, the teams that had success against the Browns last year were able to air it out and stretch the field a little bit more um, and go from there. So that, uh, in, in my opinion, so, you know, every every single episode we do the um, our rankings or uh, whoever's on the episode gets to say, you know, for their, do drop their predictions. Since I'm flying solo today, I'm going to tell you that I have the Browns taking the division with the Steelers number two, the Ravens having a a little bit of fall from grace for three and maybe still fighting for a wild card spot and bringing up the barrel, uh, the back of the bus. There is the, uh, the Bengals. And I can tell you that four of the five of us have the Bengals finishing last. Um, and three of the five of us have the Browns finishing first. So a little bit of discrepancy through the middle. Um, you know, really, there, it's it's always interesting to see the opinions of the boys on the show, and uh, obviously we're gonna kind of put this together and see how things kind of shake out as a whole. Um, you know, we couldn't be more excited for the NFL season to start. We're probably gonna drop our predictions for the playoffs after we do the last two divisions, the NFC North and the AFC East. Our beloved Buffalo Bills uh, will be dropping in two weeks. That's the that's a big one that we want to do and want to be a part of. So. Uh, we're going to, we obviously want, we want to wait for the end of preseason. We want to wait for the roster to shake out, to finish that one and go from there. So we can kind of do a little bit longer of an episode. This episode is going to be a little bit shorter because I'm flying solo and I only have so much to talk about on my own. Um, again, I'm a lot of intrigue in this division here. Uh, obviously talking about the AFC North, um, you know how things shake out with Raven, the with the Ravens and Lamar. Can Lamar return to form, or is he going to keep on, you know, slipping a little bit further every year as teams get wiser as to how to slow him down and beat him? Uh, can the Bengals keep Joe Burrow on his feet and healthy for the season? And can they compete in a division with three teams that were in the playoffs last year? Are the Browns the same team, and do they get better with the return of OBJ? And can Big Ben have a little? little renaissance in his late late in his career and return to form to get the Steelers back to the top of the division again. Uh, there's a lot of intrigue here, a lot of cool side stories, a lot of just a lot of intrigue to this division, which is which is set to be a good race again. Um, this may be top to bottom, one of the better divisions in it might be the best overall division in, in the AFC. And it, it's definitely near the top of the race for one of the better divisions in the NFL as a whole. Uh, and that will about wrap it up for me this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in to a short one. As always, Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can go to um, just go to the podcast page, click on sports. You'll find Hats, Tats, and Stats there. I would tell you that you can type in Hats-Stats-Tats, but that's a lot. And I doubt you'll do it. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts, or wherever you take in your podcast ear juice awesomeness. Um, Hopefully next week I have one of the boys back with me so we can break into the NFC North a little bit better than just me pontificating some things off a website toward you and giving my opinion on certain things here or there. Um, Stay tuned. There's some cool news coming out. Uh, I will be hosting a show on 
an actual online radio station on weekends on Saturday and Sunday. So stay tuned to check out that. Check out our other, uh, our all of our brother and sister podcasts on the BICBP radio network and specifically my stuff. The network sports talk show just dropped a new episode. Uh, you can go check that out again, anywhere you can find me on and hats, hats and stats. You can find that stuff. Uh, tip of the caps, you're making a triumphant return, hopefully next week, uh, taking a few weeks off here for the summer to shake out and people to get back and to a normal lifestyle. And then, uh, comedy debauchery and our newest, uh, my, the stat man and myself, do the Producers, which is a movie podcast drops every Monday. Uh, you can find us all a pretty, pretty, pretty standard schedule. Uh, you're going to do the Producers on Monday, common debauchery with me and, uh, the, or, sorry, with the nightmare and rotten Jack on Tuesdays, hats, tats and sats on Wednesdays, tip of the cap on Thursdays. Uh, I will also be joining the two point conversation weekly on Tuesdays for the discussion topics. The last up latest episode of that just dropped today, actually. So you're going to be able to hear me double down on Tuesday or on Wednesdays, it looks like, uh, once with Hats, Tats, and Stats, once with the boys from the Two Point Conversation, which I'm looking forward to joining that amazing team as well. And there might be more, 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 more cool stuff coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned for that. As always, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate every single one of you who chooses to come and listen to us, hopefully more than just me, talk at any given time. And... Uh, With that being said, that'll do it. We will see you guys next week. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom supplemented uniforms and apparel that'll have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world! The Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the hosts of Common Debauchery! And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.